Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard, and we have a good show for you this week. It's the uh, the Middle Finger Show that we're going to be talking about this week as uh, Ryan Kessler, uh, you know, had a little post-game interview uh, recently this week where he uh, talked about, uh, you know, addressing his haters and whatnot. So anyways, welcome back, Eddie. The Ducks were uh, going on a roll there. They were 3-0-1. and They went 2-1 uh, and in this last week, kind of what we thought. They won two and lost one. Uh, what do you think about the team so far before we get into all these games? I still like what I see. They're still doing a good job, minus that one game, which we'll talk about later. Um, I'll give the middle finger to that one. On a personal note, too, I think the middle finger is one of my favorite fingers possible, and I, I think I use it quite frequently, and I'm good at it, so I want to throw it out there. But I like what the Ducks are doing and how they're trending. Yeah, you know, minus that one game, we, we, we still have a, the good record. We still have the points. We still have people producing. So, Comtois is still throwing up points up there, and we got Kessler back, and he's producing. So, I mean, that's all positive for the Ducks. Yeah, absolutely. The Ducks had uh, three games this last week. They played Dallas, they played St. Louis, and they played the New York Islanders. We'll talk about those games. We'll talk about some roster moves. Oh, uh, Nick Ritchie is back, which I know most of you uh, were not happy about that. So, we'll talk about Ritchie's return. Uh, the Ducks made a trade. Uh, they also made a waiver pickup. Some weird stuff going on. And, of course, the Korea retirement uh, game is coming up. So let's talk about this week. The Ducks uh, had gone 3-0-1. and They had gone into the weekend with back-to-back games. They first played Dallas, and then they had St. Louis. They started off this game against Dallas pretty good, Eddie. Uh, Jacob Silver got his team uh, leading a, a third goal in here. Uh, uh, Keith or, uh, Sherwood got a goal. They opened the second period with uh, Uncle Rico getting a goal. Everything looked good. The Ducks were up, you know, 3 nothing. you know, about 25, 30 minutes into this game. And then in the second period, uh, Dallas goes nuts. They score four goals in a row, three uh, in less than five minutes. And, uh, you know, they end up building a 4-3 uh, lead. Ducks try to come back in the third period and they lose, but... I mean, this is kind of a crazy game, Eddie. The the Ducks, like we said, you know, they started out uh, building that three nothing lead, and then they were outshot thirty to four in the second period. Uh, what did you think about this game? The Ducks shot themselves in the foot. If you want to come out there and play, uh, you know, a twenty five minute, thirty minute, you know, hockey game, <laughs> obviously it's not going to go your way. Uh, I think complacency got you know in their heads well i always say that and that's a big factor for a lot of a lot of teams and stuff and a lot of players and not just hockey but you know players in general for every sport i mean they had that that you know silverberg old they're up two nothing bam the second period comes rico gets one three nothing it seems like an easy cruise for the ducks but you know dallas showed resiliency and they didn't give up and they kept coming they kept coming up and firing I mean, not only did they win the majority of the faceoffs, which is really important, especially in games, but man, they outshot, outshot the Ducks thirty to four in the second period alone. That is nuts. A total of fifty-one shots that that game. It just, I guess that you know that fifty-one shots Dallas Stars put against the Ducks. It was a trending thing with the whole like National Hockey League. The Avalanche had about forty something shots faced on them. I think uh, the, the Blackhawks threw another fifty shots or had fifty shots against them. It was just like national take a take every shot you can at your at the other team's goalie day. Um, I'm telling you from a you know me playing just beer league goalie, I can't stand it when my team lets me out hung to dry, and it, that's exactly what they did in the second period. They just let Gibson get burnt out. They let him get fatigued, and they weren't really support. I mean, this game should have been a, a Ducks win coming in three and zero. They should have just kept playing the same tempo they did in the first period and and, and rolled with it, but they didn't, and obviously it. It came back and, you know, bit him in the tails. You know, what did you think uh, in the second period when, you know, Dallas started making their comeback and whatnot and the Ducks, um, you know, they, they were up 3 nothing. then it was 3-1, to 3-2. to two. Do you think at some point 
maybe Randy Carlisle should have taken a timeout, maybe when it was three to two or three to three. Like he didn't do anything really in my mind to try to slow down the momentum of Dallas in this game. I mean, uh, do you do you give any criticism to him for that, or do you think he wanted the Ducks to play through it, or, or what do you think? I think he should have called a timeout. Uh, change the momentum, stop Dallas. Because, you know, once they scored that first goal, they started building momentum, uh, especially when they tied the game. When they tie the game, especially, you know, being up three goals, a timeout should have been called, and you should have been saying every explicitive to the Ducks players that you can possibly say to get their heads back in the game and, and to, you know, break Dallas's momentum, to calm their fans down a little bit. That timeout's called, all the fans are done cheering, but no. You just drop the puck. The the fans are still going crazy. The players are all, you know, their adrenaline's 100%. The Ducks, you know, no momentum at all. Standing around just watching Dallas. Watching Dallas take shots in their goalie. Taking liberties at their goalie, by the way, too. There's a few instances where they were, you know, up in Gibson's face, touching him. It's the same when Miller came back in the third. They were doing the same thing. And that goes to show, like, you know, the Ducks were just, just kind of complacent and lazy that game. And it's up to Carlisle, too, to set that tone and set that pace for them something should have been done you know even pull Gibson it wasn't his fault but hey you know what it shows the team look you let your goalie down now we're pulling him and it's all on you guys not the goalie at all Gibson played amazing but it's your guys that this is happening and you know maybe that would have lit something under their you know under their feet and they they probably could have came back and won this game but Carl just you know not really doing anything he questions it so yeah, in that second period too, there were there were some iffy calls, you know, there were some or maybe iffy non calls, you know, they didn't um call some things against Dallas as they ran into Gibson and whatnot, and it seemed to boil over. We saw Gibson uh get irritated, you know, towards the end of the period. He did actually get uh pulled and they brought in Ryan Miller in the third period. Did you think that maybe the refs uh, kind of let this game get out of control in the second period, or or what do you think? You think it was more the Ducks, or do you think it was uh, the refs, or both? I think it's a hundred percent the Ducks' poor play. I mean, yeah, you can blame the refs for you know that one goal or that one missed call, but you know having them get back in this game and ultimately winning that that's a hundred percent the Ducks' fault. It's just you know, and we, one of the plays too, and uh, I think Gibson, I think it was Ben, he hit. Ben was in front of the net, and Gibson went out of his way, and you know he was frustrated, and he he started taking liberties toward the Dallas players, and you know I'm sure you know the play that he did that was you know protecting his teammate, but I'm sure he was frustrated because he's been getting hit you know throughout the game and stuff, and no one came to you know his protection. The Ducks are lacking that that grit player, that player that's willing to get in your face and hey, if you touch my goalie, you got to pay for it. The Ducks don't really have that. I mean, they have you know Comtois was you know he's top of there with hits and stuff like that he shouldn't be fighting because he's scoring at a good rate but i mean just something has to be done when you're touching your goalie it's just you know i say this is 100 percent the ducks fault and there's no one else to blame but themselves yeah and with that i mean this was the ducks first uh regulation loss remember they were three zero and one so they went to three one and one and then they had to turn around the next night and play uh in st louis uh ryan miller went in net and the Ducks, uh, you know, in this game, it, it was kind of interesting because they got behind uh, and they found themselves in a similar position. I mean, they scored early, uh, Silverberg with another goal, and uh, St. Louis got, you know, a couple goals and they had the lead. The Ducks were able to come back in the third period. You know, they were only down one goal in the game against Dallas. Then they were down only one goal in this game against St. Louis. They were able to uh, pull it out and, and win this one. Uh, it was kind of an inter- uh, interesting game, though. You know, both teams scored on the power play. The Ducks uh, really got destroyed in the faceoff circle. I mean, they they lost. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. St. Louis won 65%, and the Ducks only won 35%. So it's kind of crazy to see, uh, you know, how they uh, did so poorly here. But they ended up pulling this one out, Eddie. And, I, I mean, I guess it's good. They rebounded after losing, uh, you know, to the Stars. But, uh what did you think of this game against the Blues? I was worried when they first, you know, after that devastating loss, you know, I was uh, I was worried about this game. You know, back to backs, you're gonna go, you know, going with Miller, and the same outcome. We have, you know, the first period, uh, Silverberg scores, we're up. Second period comes, boom, two quick goals by uh, St. Louis, and we're like, okay, you know, it's, it's gonna happen again. Luckily, Street and Cogliano came in there, and you know, and won the game for us. 
but I, I think we should have played a little bit better too. I mean, I, I still wasn't too sold on this game as well. I mean, yeah, they didn't get the win. And what they did, you know, they blocked 18 shots too, which was, you know, better than stopping more traffic from their goalie. But one thing I noticed that uh, Tarasenko's name wasn't in the, in, you know, uh, the goal scoring. They shut him down, which was really important because that guy is an elite player. And if you give him opportunity, then you know, he's going to score. So I'm glad they did that. And I'm glad that they showed resiliency and they can come back. That loss and stuff. I'm sure everyone's head was down still. They were still thinking about it, but I'm sure they can. Like, I'm happy they can come down or back and bounce back from that loss from Dallas. So I was pretty happy with the win, but their play style and like you said too, you know, 65%. You know, compared to you know 34%, that is insane. And something needs to be done right there. I mean, we could probably could have scored more in our zone or did something differently, but you know, it's just it, it is what it is. I'm just glad we got out with the win. So. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, the, the Ducks did slow down Tarasenko. He only had one assist in the game, so that was good on the Ducks' part. And, uh, you know, they were able to score on the power play, which is good. And they actually were even in the shots, which, you know, we're not really used to that. It seems like the Ducks are getting outshot all the time. But, uh, yeah, the Ducks pulled this one out. You know, they were able to rally. Uh, you know, they weren't able to come back in the Dallas game, but they were able to come back in this game. Unfortunately, the bad part of it is uh, Jacob Silverberg got hurt. You know, he's leading the team at this point in goals. So he was out. We saw all kinds of uh, roster moves throughout the, the week. We saw uh, Blandizi come up and go down and back up. We saw uh, Chase DeLeo come up and, and back down as well. So the Ducks, you know, after this back-to-back scenario, then they um, had a game against the, uh, the Islanders, which was probably the best game of the week if you want to look at all three of them. The Ducks ended up winning this one 4-1. to one. Uh, they scored on the power play. The Islanders were not able to score on the power play. The uh, face-offs were about even. But uh, in this game, uh, this is the one where basically Ryan Ketzer uh, went nuts. You know, he scored in the uh, the first period on the power play, just uh, six seconds to go uh, in that period. And then he scored again in the second period. He almost scored twice on the same play. He basically shot the puck in so hard it came back out. And he shot it back in again. Um, and, you know, he had chances to get some hat tricks in this game, which he didn't. But then uh, Uncle Rico struck in there again at the beginning of the third period. Um, the Islanders did come back and get a goal, but then Lindholm got an empty net goal and the Ducks won. So I like this game. I thought this was a pretty good game overall. If we're looking at the three games, I, th- I you know, I, I don't think it was a complete game, Eddie, but I think this was the best one for the week. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, it was fun. I was actually at this game, too. The environment was fun. We finally got the Ducks' first fight of the season, and that's really, man, we're how many games in, um, and, and no one really dropped the gloves when there's been plenty of opportunities to drop the gloves. Comtois, unfortunately, the outcome wasn't good for him, but congratulations with the fight. I'm glad that you know he has that mentality to stick up for his teammates and, and, you know, and, and show and prove that he, he's NHL ready and there's no reason to send him down. Uh, he got an assist that game, too, so we were all hoping for that Gordie Hell hat trick at scoring a goal. But the big story, you know, uh, the Ducks won and everything. It was, the big story was Kessler. Kessler came to play. Kessler proved himself. Kessler, Kessler, Kessler. I, I can say that a thousand times and it won't get old. Mike, you know, I, I want to put thumbs up for him, but, you know, in honor of Kessler, I'll put both middle fingers up for him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was a big uh, part of the game. You know, he scored uh, a couple goals in there. And then uh, <laughs> he was asked by the media after the game, and he was talking about it being, quote, the the big middle finger to the people that doubted his return after hip surgery. Uh, he was also asked about proving his uh, doubters wrong, and he said, quote, I love it. It's my favorite thing in the world. So, I mean, he was, he was pretty fired up after this game, and I think that's why a lot of us uh, – like Ryan Kessler, I mean, you know, he's a motivated guy and he, he doesn't take, you know, crap from anybody. So, I mean, that was pretty pretty ballsy by him to see him, uh, you know, go out there, play his game, get a couple goals. Uh, had a chance to get a, a third goal in this game. He, he didn't do it, but, I mean, he really played well in this game. He looked really uh, true to form, Eddie, and, and he was winning faceoffs left and right in this game. He only lost a couple. I mean, he, you know, for everything that was said over the uh, – the summer and, and, you know, what was going to happen and Elliot Freeman's report that he might not ever come back. I mean, he's, he's really proven everybody wrong. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, like, like I said before our last shows, 
you know, when people asked him, you know, if he's really ready, are they rushing him? And, and, and I mentioned that, you know, what if he's ready and he's back, then Kessler's 100% ready because, you know, his family issues and, you know, he, he, like, he doesn't want to like, ruin that for his future, his quality of life. And, you know, there's so many people that was were, were doubting him, especially, you know, that early report came out, you know. But I think he really, you know, proved last night that Kessler is, is 100% back and he's, he's willing to play that same old Kessler and chip in for the Ducks, getting those those dirty areas, and, and wow, that shot too! Holy crap, that shot was so fast. I had to slow, I had to record it and slow it down just to actually see that puck going. That's how fast it was. Because even in slow motion, when they played it back on, on, you know, the jumbotron, it still was too fast for me to see. It just, man, he, he he's back, and, and look for him to, to contribute more and score a lot more and get in those areas. And put those hits up too, because he's a bit really physical player. Uh, Ryan Johansson, uh, uh, hats off to you if you want to drop the gloves at Kessler again, because I really think he's ready, and, and he called you out already. So I really hope you're ready. So uh, after you, turtle again, middle fingers to you. It's going to be fun when the Ducks uh, do play Nashville to see how that all pans out. You know, in this game, well, what did you think uh, the Islanders? It looked like they had maybe tied up the game. Uh, kind of, you know, early on you had uh, Barzell. He uh, scored. He uh, knocked the puck out of Gibson's uh, blocker hand, and then of course the the refs reviewed it. They called goalie interference. The Ducks go down. They get a goal. They make it two zero. What did you think on that play, Eddie? Uh, since you play goalie, do you think that Gibson had froze the puck enough, or uh, do you think the Ducks maybe got the benefit of the doubt on that call? No, I think it was a good call. He had it frozen. Um, that that call definitely sucked the whole like momentum out of you know, the Islanders right there, and I think that was a game changer. I mean, it's one of those things where you just hope the referee can, you know, just like baseball, tie goes to the runner. I mean, things like that, you obviously have to give the goalie a benefit of the doubt. I had a similar play uh, on last Sunday, and I was actually listening to the Ducks game while I was in net, and I put my elbow down and froze the puck, and, you know, I'm thinking I'm getting a whistle. I have the puck like completely done and, and covered. The, the guy comes last minute and he pokes it once, pokes it twice. It jams free. And then I'm like, okay, cool. And then he shoots it in. Like, well, I had, you know, I, I had my elbow down. And I think that call should have been dead right there because I had possession. But I think the rest made a good call. And I really think that, you know, Gibson playing the way he does and, and you know, holding that and saving that was the biggest game changer of that. I mean, they came ready to play this game. They were all business. They were finally at home. So, I mean, that was a really important play, but I really think the refs got it right. Second time on this show, I'm agreeing with the refs. No bias at all. <laughs> I know, and it's kind of surprising. I mean, usually the calls go against the Ducks uh, a lot of times, so that one actually went in their favor. And then, like we said, you know, uh, Kessler coming down and scoring, it, it seemed like the Ducks got, you know, the momentum – uh, in their favor that way, and they carried it on in this game. So, you know, the Ducks uh, playing well, uh, you know, not maybe perfect, but, I mean, they're, you know, 5-1-1. One, and one. You can't really complain about how they're doing. Uh, we still had uh, Getzloff's not playing. Eves is not playing. We have uh, Kessler back. And, uh, oh, the other news this week, uh, which a lot of you really did not like, is uh, Nick Ritchie is back. He joined the team this week. He signed a three-year deal uh, worth uh, $4.6 million, uh, $1.2 million this season, $1.4 next season, and $2 million uh, in the final year. And a lot of people were not happy. I mean, there was a lot of hate on social media when that announcement came out about Nick Ritchie. I think the funniest comment I saw Eddie on there was send him down to San Diego um, after, you know, the Ducks got some players that, that were, you know, reassigned, you know, they were sending Blandizi and DeLeo uh, up and down. And then they said, uh, send Richie down. And really just a lot of people not uh, not too happy about uh, Nick Richie coming back. What, what did you think uh, as far as, you know, A, him coming back, and then B, the, uh, the amount uh, for his contract? Um, I was kind of, you know, I was meh. Uh, I, I know uh... – Ducks and Pucks, a little of uh, a fan question about if they're possibly excited to get Nick Ritchie back, and I'll I'll probably agree with the forty four percent that said meh. I'm just like I'm like whatever with that. I, I'm glad that you know the contract amount in dollars is what it is because I think that's what he's worth. 
you know, and anything less or over two million would have been like having me question, you know, like okay, what's going on? But I mean, I think it's a fair deal, and it's a kind of a bridge contract. He can come in, he can prove himself, and you know, you know, he, he supposedly he he lost, you know, quite a bit of weight too, and you know, and he's been training in Toronto all off season, and his name, you know, his conditioning is up there. So hopefully that, that translates into something. And at this point, so you know, I'll I'll probably go a little bit above and say I'm a little bit happy. You know, he delivered 221 hits last season, had over uh, 120 shots on goal. So he's going to bring that physicality back to the Ducks. And I think that's what they're lacking right now, that big physical front net presence, that, that person that's willing to throw his body around and banging their players because that really wears on players too. And, and that wears on teams knowing that Nick Rich is going to be in the lineup. You know, you have that, you know, that, that body bruiser. So um, I, I really hope that he takes his contract and everything that happened with the holdout. And it really motivates him to to be that, you know, and produce that top 10 player or top 10 draft pick that he's supposed to. Uh, and his conditioning, I just hope he takes that in stride, especially with these young guns too, because these young guns are breathing down his neck to take his job and take his, his, his position. But uh, overall, it's okay. The contract, not bad. The term's not bad. If he, did, if he doesn't pan out, that's possible, you know expose him to Seattle if they get their expansion draft or we can, you know, come trade deadline. I'm pretty sure a team would take a gamble on Richie and, and trade for him. So overall, just, you know, I wish him all the best. You know, what's more important is that big logo he has in the front of his, you know, sweater than that name on the back. I hope he can contribute and, you know, help the Ducks get that success. And of course, you know, throw the body around and, and drop the gloves a little bit because I love seeing that talky. Yeah, I think uh, with Richie, it, I don't know. I mean, you look at this amount and whatnot and the term. I honestly think his agent did a terrible job. That that that's where I'm at. Either that or Richie was really stubborn. I I think this deal could have been worked out in the summer. Honestly, I mean, this is we talked about this before. We like you said, we thought that he is not worth more than two million. Uh, you know, his contract is about 1.5, 1.6, you know, averaged out. I I don't know. I just think uh, his agent could have got this deal several months ago. I, you know, that's the way I look at it. I I just think it wasn't, um, I don't know. I don't know if it's, like I said, Richie being stubborn, uh, his agent uh, maybe trying to ask for too much, but uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, everyone's talking now. I've seen a lot of people commenting on, you know who's going to go down in the uh, the Ducks lineup? Who's going to get sent uh, to San Diego now that Richie's in the picture? And you know we talk about a lot of these young guys and who's going to go down. It was kind of funny. I, I saw a lot of people Eddie saying that Max Comtois was going to go down. I was kind of surprised by that because yeah, his puck possession numbers aren't the best, but you've got to look. He's got a point in every single game except for one. Yeah, he got in his first fight. It wasn't the greatest, but he's also a top five in hits. Um, I, I don't think that's the guy that goes down, honestly. I mean, if you look at this team, I think some of the other guys might go down. Obviously, Lundstrom being one of them that could go down. Um, I, I just don't see him getting sent down. You know, maybe Ke- uh, Kiefer Sherwood goes down. Maybe Troy Terry goes down or Sam Steele. But it's kind of interesting now that Richie's in the mix it's kind of making people wonder, you know, who goes down, who goes up. Uh, I, I think still, though, looking at everybody, I think Comtois still stays up. I mean, I know he's on his entry-level contract. You know, you don't want to get to that 10-game that mark and it gets burnt. But what do you think with Richie and now? I mean, do, do you think Comtois goes down? Do you think someone else goes down? What, what's your take, how the roster might get uh, changed? If Comtois goes down, that's a really big mistake for the Ducks. Um, I, I think just as fans and anyone around the league can see that he's he, he proved and he's ready to play in the NHL. And, and sending him down to San Diego or sending him down to juniors isn't really going to benefit him. I mean, it might mess with his morale a little bit, but I mean, he's – I think he earned his spot. You know, he, he – all around. The physical game, the offensive game. Uh, he clicks with you know, Henrique. It just – you know, I, I think he deserves to stay, and he, he, you know, there's no benefit of sending him down. And you know, I think he'll he'll develop better staying up. Um, I I, uh, I haven't been impressed with Troy Terry uh, so far. I, I I loved him playing in college over there in Denver, and loved him in camp. But I, his, 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 that success hasn't really translated, you know, as of yet. 
And I can see, you know, him being a top six player someday. So I think he might be the one that, you know, gets sent down. Uh, Lundstrom, you know, I can see him getting sent down to, you know, he's our, our, our first draft pick this year. So um, I can see that. And then we have uh, Ben Street. That's going to be a tough one because uh, we have Sam Steele, which is, you know, like pretty much a, a fan favorite and a Ducks favorite. So, um, but he hasn't really produced offensively and he hasn't been able to really keep up with he always seems like at least like a step behind in my opinion just watching him play uh it's gonna be interesting though to see what they do uh as far as with nick ritchie and then when Kase and gets off and everyone else comes back as well yeah and i mean if you look at the points too amongst those uh you know rookies i mean max comtois got two goals and four assists and of the other newer players nobody's really that close i mean uh, sherwood's got a goal and an assist Steele's got two assists. Uh, Lundstrom's got one assist. Troy Terry's got zero points. So, I mean, you're looking at some of these other players. I mean, in my opinion, uh, you keep Comtois up. He's been physical. He's been scoring. He's been playing well. Yeah, his fight was kind of whatever. We we get it. But, I mean, the fact that he was willing to do it, you know. And, yeah, his puck uh, possession numbers aren't great. I, I get it. You go in there and look at those stats as well. But, uh, you know, looking at all the younger guys, that's the guy I would keep up. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, Troy Terry, yeah, he had that that shootout game uh, winning goal. But, I mean, as far as regulation goes, he hasn't really done anything. Honestly, he, has, he hasn't impressed me that much. Uh, Lundstrom hasn't impressed me that much. I do like Sherwood. Sherwood looks good. Um, Steele has been, you know, he's only got two assists, but he he's looked a little bit, uh, you know, good out there as well. So those are some of the guys I look to keep. But... I, you know, I think you keep uh, Comtois up there. And, you know, we've got um, one of the fans asked that question. You know, they said uh, uh, we had Edwin. You know, he asked about Troy Terry. Do the Ducks uh, keep him up or down? And honestly, I would send Troy Terry down. I, that's where I'm at right now. I mean, if you had to pick somebody, uh, I would also send Lundstrom down too. I'd send Lundstrom down first. But as far as Troy Terry goes, when Kase uh eves and getzoff come back i i would think those would be the two that i would send down first eddie same here I, i'm 100 agree and nothing against them at all they're fantastic players and they're gonna be you know those big players you know come future but i mean at, at right now like trey terry has the hands and he has that shot it's amazing uh, especially in the shootout if, if you give him like a one-on-one alone time yeah he, he's, he's probably gonna score nine times out of ten but I, I think both of them need more experience and, and more playing time and more responsibility, which they'll get if they, if they get sent down. You know, right now, especially when everyone comes back, they're going to be in the bottom row. And, you know, and they're still young and they're still new, so you can't expect them to, to play top-line minutes, to be in that first-line center. And for the pressure, they're playing against, you know, the other team's best defensemen, uh, best players. So, I mean, it wouldn't be fair to throw them in there and so it's like, oh, well, he's not producing, you know, he sucks, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not the case. It just You have to give him that time to mature into the game and to ease into it and really develop and find his style. And I think, you know, get them getting sent down, it, it's not really a demotion. You, you know, you're, you're still playing some competitive hockey, but you can just learn and you can really find your game and develop your style of play. And then once you, you're ready to get called up, I mean – then you can show your magic. Uh, look at Bobby Ryan, how many times he was sent down and up, you know, back when he played. Yeah, he, I mean, when he came up, he was good. He was scoring. Unfortunately, they kept sending him down. I mean, I, I, I was still in question at that point. But, you know, his game got better when they brought him up. And every time they brought him up, he, he just – he was that much better, you know, when, you know, during his, you know, his prime days with the Ducks. So, I mean, it's not really a bad thing. But, yeah, I totally agree with you with uh, Terry and Lundstrom. Probably be the first ones to be sent down. Uh, I, I probably would have said, you know, Ben Street because he's not the most, like, the popular name. But just the way he's him playing and him chipping in offensively, he really has a groove and he really found his, his stride right now with the Ducks. And, you know, that veteran slash, you know, rookie presence, I guess. But, you know, he, he's been – a few teams and, and he's really like willing to stick around and, and, and he doesn't want to be sent down. He wants to prove himself. So, you know, I, I can't see him going. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. So we look at this ducks team and they're five, one and one. 
some people are super happy with the team. They're super, you know, motivated, positive. You look at the injuries, you look at the young guys, they look at where they're at and how they're doing. Then you've got other people that are more kind of cautious, like, well, we've been playing some teams with, you know, crappy records. You know, even Dallas, they blew us out in the second period. And that kind of leads us to another fan question. We had Laura ask, can we sustain this? We're winning while being outshot and letting Gibson get peppered by 30 plus shots every game. We're not doing as great of a job offensively. And, you know, the, you know, we're relying basically on the defense and Gibson for the most part. So can we sustain it? Uh, I would say hell no. This, there's no way you can sustain it. You saw Gibson get basically burnt out in that game against Dallas. And they had to pull him out, which was the right move. They, they should have pulled him out and not have played him in the third period. Not because he wasn't playing well, but just because of the way Dallas was overwhelming him. And like we talked about, Randy Carlisle should have called a timeout at some point during that onslaught, which he didn't, which I thought was was poor on his part. And so I don't think the Ducks can sustain this. I think that they do need to get the offense going and they do need to get the forecheck going. We've seen this almost every game. They're getting out shot. Not only are they getting out shot, like Laura points out, they're giving up 30 plus shots a game. Uh, I mean, you know, you play goalie. I mean, at some point, you get a little worn out. And, and if you don't get worn out physically, you probably get uh, you know worn out mentally as well because if your team's not playing in front of you, you can – I don't care if you're Pecorine, um, you know, whoever you want to pick, you know, in, in goal that's playing. Um, you, you just can't take, you know, so many shots and then expect to stop every single thing if the team isn't going down the other way and, and sustaining some kind of forecheck, Eddie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially that uh, that game against Dallas. I, I I think it was Carrick that scored. I one of those uh, Dallas players that scored. I don't remember, but the Ducks team is just just watching him. Like, hey, we're all going to just not play positions and not play defense, and you know, f up everything and just watch this guy score. Like, come on, guys, your goalie's facing thirty shots in the second period. Thirty. Like, that's that's insane. I mean, I'm oh man, I, I I fell for Gibson, and it you know I'm pretty sure he was frustrated, and I'm not sure how how he's in the locker room, how vocal he is, but you know if that were me, I would have been throwing you know things I can't even say right now on the show toward my team. It's just you know I just play beer league, I just play for fun, but but still it still gets frustrating because you know I'm a person I like to win. I you know no one that plays sports wants to go like hey I'm just gonna play sports today and lose. No, like no one has that mentality. So that that was just frustrating. Um, the Ducks really need to learn how to play a sixty-minute game. If they're not going to play a sixty-minute game, then obviously they're not going to have success. And it doesn't matter if you play the Washington Capitals, Stanley Cup champion team, or if you play, you know, a team like you know Arizona, or you know one of those lower teams like that. It's just you know you have to play a sixty-minute game. Obviously, playing teams like Arizona proved that if you don't play sixty minutes, that's going to come back and bite you in the butt. So you should come to every game and play that mentality and tenacity. Every you know, every second that clock is ticking, you should be giving it one hundred and ten percent. And if you're not willing to do it, then then obviously, then you're not going to have success this season, or you know, in the come playoffs. Yeah, and I mean that second period against Dallas was probably one of the worst periods I can remember. I mean, we had a couple seasons, if you remember, where the second period was the one that did the Ducks in. So, I mean, that one, it was just, I couldn't believe it. And like I said, Carlisle not calling a timeout, that was crazy to me. I, I was really irritated in that second period. And I felt for Gibson because of all the stuff that, some, yeah, some of it was the refs were letting uh, things go. But the, the team did not sustain a four check. And, you know, the, uh, Carlisle doesn't decide to take a timeout to try and cool things off. And nothing really changed. And I just felt that it got out of control. I mean, the Ducks were still only down by one going into the third period. And they, uh, you know, had a chance. But, yeah, I mean, good God. I mean, what was going on there? So, it, you know, they can't keep doing this stuff. They are winning games. I mean, we can't complain. They've gotten points in six out of seven games. But you can't do this forever. So, you know, it's kind of interesting, too. So you're, you're thinking, you know, maybe the Ducks are going to do something. How are they going to change some things? Some players are hurt. They're recalling people. They're bringing people up. And the Ducks actually did make some moves this week, Eddie, which were kind of weird. So they they went out and picked up uh, Jake Dotchin from Tampa Bay. He was on waivers. They picked him up, and then they ended up sending him to San Diego. 
They traded Mitch Holtz to uh, Tampa Bay. I don't know what the heck's going on with all this stuff, but you know, our writer, Phil, he does a lot of the Tampa Bay stuff. Um, this is what he kind of had to say about Dotson. <laughs> it's not really good. He, he said, you know, that quote, he hasn't put in uh, work to prove that he belongs in the league. Um, he is a, a professional athlete and he needs to, you know, conduct himself in that way and uh, that he's willing to be physical, but he's not sold on his willingness to give it his all. So, I'm not really sure why they picked him up, Eddie. I mean, the Ducks have plenty of defensemen. It looks like Holzer is going to be coming back soon. It's kind of a curious move. I mean, you know, we even have him that, you know, Phil that covers Tampa Bay, and he and he's saying that this is kind of a weird move. So I don't know what they're doing with this. Uh, Mitch Holtz was doing good in San Diego. I'm not really sure how this improves the team or fix the team, but th- those are the moves that the Ducks made this week, Eddie. Yeah, Um I don't know with the Tampa and Anaheim thing. I think there's some some things more behind closed doors that we don't know about. And I'm gonna call a, what Dotrin. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna call him. You know what? Dottery or whatever his name is. Uh, he, come on. He he's a professional athlete. You're still young, trying to prove yourself. You show up to camp about 35. You know, 30, 35 pounds overweight. 25 percent. You know over your you know your player weight and stuff like that. I mean like come on like what's the deal with that? Tampa Bay t- uh, terminated his contract and and then he files a grievance, you know, against them. And all of a sudden the Ducks out of nowhere offer him a contract, sign him and then trade, you know, a player to Tampa Bay for future consideration which that person passed around so many times. Like I feel bad for that future uh, considerations player, poor guy, but <laughs> I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a jersey with uh, uh, oh considerations my. on the back. You know what? I, I got I got my 25th anniversary jersey, and it's gonna say considerations on the back. And then, oh, you, you know, you should put you should put all 31 teams on there. That'd be funny. I would love to see that. And then I'll wear that to the Korea game. Everyone's gonna go, Who, who's considerations? And I'll go first name future. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have people complaining, calling you a bandwagon. So you have all 31 teams on your jersey, but but yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand. I, I really don't. Like a lot of times, they do things, and I can at least have some kind of explanation. Like, oh, this is a move for depth, or this is this or that. I mean, they pick them up, they send them to San Diego. I'm like, okay, the Ducks already have. Plenty of defensemen. Some people are like, well, maybe he's better than Shin or Suster. Okay, how much? I mean, and, and if that's the case, then why is he sent to San Diego? Yeah, I mean, he's a professional athlete, and he didn't come prepared. He has no family issues going on. There's no personal things going on with him. It, what it seems like, he's just flat out lazy. And I really think, like I said, there's something more to this because the Ducks sign him. So obviously he has a contract, and he also he's only losing about one hundred fifty eight thousand from signing with the Ducks and Tampa contra- you know terminating his contract. But but I think you know the Ducks sending a player over to the Tampa Bay and then a Duck signing him, he's not going to follow that grievance anymore. He he's still getting paid, so that grievance is you know out the door. So I think that future consideration thing, whatever they did, uh, I, I think you know either Tampa Bay owes the Ducks something, and there's going to be something later on in the future come trade time. If Tampa Bay has to swallow up a contract, which I don't know how that faces, you know, through the ceiling. But I, I think there's, there's going to be more. Are there something behind closed doors? I'm not sure if they can exchange dollar amounts or something like that. But it was just, you know, too much of a coincidence that we sign a guy that's not going to really do anything for us and that came to camp out of shape. And I, I don't think he's in shape. I don't think he's spent the time, you know, working on his game. And then the next day we trade a player for future considerations. So I think that future considerations has a lot to do with the us signing him and him counting that grievance against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it is along those lines. And I think I would watch Anaheim and Tampa Bay come the trade deadline. So maybe there'll be something later on that happens or maybe something before that. So it's got to be something of that nature. That's the only thing that makes sense. Otherwise, I mean, it doesn't. So... The Ducks did this. Uh, like we said, they send some players up and down. Um, you know, we know that some are still out. Uh, you know, Roney's still out too. He got hurt. Silverberg's been out. Eves is out. Uh, Getzloff, they're saying, is close. I mean, he had a full practice right before the Islander game. It looked like maybe he would play in that game, but he didn't. 
So, you know, the, the Ducks are trying to get healthy and try and figure some of this stuff out. Um, you know, they got some, you know, big games coming up too. Uh, you know, one of the, another fan question we had is, uh, can the Ducks avoid the Vegas flu? So they're going in on Saturday. They're playing the Golden Knights. And then, of course, on Sunday is the big night. Uh, they're going to have uh, the Korea retirement uh, game, which, uh, by the way, if you're going, they're telling everybody to be there at 3.15 in your seat. So they really want everybody there early. And we are still giving away tickets, too, to that game. We're going to announce it here shortly. Um, if you go on uh, www.patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Ducks and Pucks. We also had a couple more new people uh, recently add. We had uh, Diane, Phil, and Steven. They all added in there. And so if you want to get in on there, you know, try and do it in the next day or whenever you hear this because we're going to give those away. We've given away uh, magnets uh, the, uh, for the schedule. Uh, we gave away another Ducks third jersey. Uh, we mailed that one out to a fan all the way in England, by the way, Eddie. So we've got fans. Nice. Yeah, we've got fans everywhere, uh, you know, that, that root for the Ducks, which is awesome. And even the uh, the person that picked up the calendar there in Canada, you know, of course, we've got fans in the U.S. and Canada. But uh, we also have also another- more bets, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? That, that brings us to a good point. You know what? If <laughs> Forgot about that. So on on Patreon, on our website, Eddie made a bet. That if we had 25 Patreons, which we're up to 28 now, thank you very much. That thank you guys. That he would go to class in hockey gear, and Eddie, you did it this week. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of nerve wracking. Uh, I carried obviously the common sense thing to do, just to let them know, you know, especially how, how things are these days. And they they said it was fine as long as I don't have the ice skates with my skate guards on due to liability purposes, and I couldn't bring a stick which I curved that by bringing my mini stick to the, the school. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a guy in my class come with me, help me get dressed, recorded me. It was fun. I got a little embarrassed. I walked in. I wore an old helmet, so it was kind of small in my head. And then I walked in class, and I'm so glad I had a professor that was understanding and, and, and cool. So shout out to him. You know, he, great stats professors, too. He's the first professor, like first math professor I had that I'm actually learning from. So you know, big shout out to him, but it, it was a fun experience. And I know a lot of people like on Twitter and Facebook are like, you know, saying, Oh, you know, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you went through with that. I mean, I'm a man of my word. If I say something, you know, I, I'm going to do it. I, I don't like backing down and I don't like being a liar or like, Oh, you know, he said it and he didn't do it. So, you know, it was fun. Thank you guys for subscribing and being part of that and reaching that 25, uh, 25 goal mark and stuff like that. I mean, I, I know you guys have, you know, a choice to listen to different podcasts and follow different pages, but I really appreciate you guys listening to us and, 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 you know, supporting us like that. And, and, you know, later on in the future, I might throw another bet out to, you know, to do it again. I mean, maybe not in school cause that was weird. And of course it was hot and there's no AC on. So I was sweating, you know, and all that, <laughs> you know, it was fun. It was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had in a, a math class or in college class, you know, up to date. So, you know, thank you for that. I'm looking forward to doing it again. Maybe we can get Mike to do something like that. That'd be pretty funny. Well, I, I, I know I would have to figure out something cause I'm done with school. I've done too much school. You know what? I'm still paying for so many stupid degrees and let's see where it's got me. Oh wait, I'm doing a podcast that <laughs> for the ducks unofficially. So yeah, all those degrees have really worked out for me. And yes, I'm still paying for them going back to, let's see, we're in 2018 going back to 2003. I'm still been paying on student loans. So that's freaking awesome. Oh, but no, wow. seriously, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll try to figure out something, uh, some other bets that we'll do. And if you have ideas on too. yours, What's up? Oh no! If fans have ideas, or Mike, if you have an idea for me, uh, throw it out there, and you know, I'll, I'll think about it. You know, what, you know, if, if I'm drinking one day, you tell me it. Uh, if I say yes, that that's nullified. You know, I have to be a, a point zero zero to agree to a bet. But yeah, if you guys have ideas, or Mike have an idea, then let me know, and you know, I'm, I'll take it in consideration, and I'll put a goal out there, and, and let's do it. Let's have some fun. It's hockey. I mean, the greatest sport in the world. And you guys are listening to one of the best podcasts in the world, so. Why not? Well, you know what I thought was kind of funny when you did that <laughs> is it seemed like nobody in your class was really hockey fans. Everybody was just kind of sitting there like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was 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 anybody in? Uh, did they like sports at all in that class? They just all seemed kind of like whatever. 
Well, I go to school in Glendora. It's LA County, so it's mostly you know, yeah, football, baseball fans. Um, I don't think there's a single person that likes hockey in my class. Yeah, I'm talking about it. And, and where I live, I live in Laverne, California. It, it's mainly I, I go places, and it's rare you see a Ducks fan. They're usually Kings fans. You see any hockey fans, but then when you try to talk to them about hockey, they, their response is like, "Oh, we're gonna do two cups, right?" So, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> my professor said that he, you know, you know, he probably watched the Ducks because of me, and I always talk about it. But yeah, mostly people didn't really, uh, you know, you know, in the hallway, everyone's like looked at me like weird and stuff, and then starts laughing and things like that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, that class was, you know, I think an early class too, so a lot of people are young in there. You know, I'm the old man, I guess, in that class. You know, I'm not even that old, but I mean, yeah. I mean, everyone had fun though, and I got a lot of compliments. And there's other people taking videos, so more videos floating out there without my permission. But oh, I hope they gave you credit. You never know, <laughs> right? I know. Right? That credit thing yeah. huge. Don't, be, don't uh, po- everybody else out there, yes. don't post anything without giving credit because certain people get very, very upset. That's a big, big deal. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's common sense. You're not going to post someone's work without taking the you know, proper credit for it. I mean, I would personally wouldn't do it. That's not the way I roll. You know, I, I give credit as much as I can to give credit. Like, if I can give credit to the person that invented the, that specific day that picture was taken, I, I'd do that if I can. Yeah, but but we know how some people are. But anyways, okay, so we're getting a little bit off topic. But, yeah. So if there, there's some idea of something else you want us to do or whatever, you can sign up on the website. Like we said, uh, we're giving away tickets to that game against Korea. We're also giving away tickets to the Niedermeyer retirement game, which that brings us to another fan question, Eddie. Lauren asks, you know, what are your thoughts on Scotty Niedermeyer's jersey being retired? You know, uh, other teams have retired his jersey. Obviously, you know, he, he won several cups with the New Jersey Devils. What do you think about him having his uh, jersey retired to by the Ducks? Do you think they shouldn't do it? Um, that it's okay, or, or what's your feeling? Um, I'm I'm a little, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of in that I don't know zone about that. I respect him. I, I love him as a player. I have his jersey hanging up in my closet. Uh, he's a fan, one of the best defensemen in the National Hockey League when he played. Just the way he he handled himself, but. I mean, he wasn't with the Ducks that that long. Uh, although he did help us win the Stanley Cup, along with you know other players that were you know that that were part of that team. But I don't know. I mean, he already had his jersey retired from New Jersey, which you know, understandable. He he spent the majority of his career and everything that he had was there. But I I mean, no, I'm still not sure about that. I mean, you know, another people because I, I watched the Avalanche a lot. People ask me about Ray Bork, and Ray Bork was an iconic person for hockey and a great hockey player no doubt about that but you know myself and a few other you know fans i talked to from the avalanche disagree about his jersey being retired by the avalanche especially who just had that one season and helped them you know win the cup um it's kind of you know i don't know i i I can see it though because he's still with the ducks organization he does a lot you know you know he's still there um but yeah i mean yeah i'm I'm just kind of like in that so-so not sure area, but you know I, I'm glad it's happening. It's great for him, uh, you know, to show that accomplishments what he did for us and help us get us down the cup, and then his contributions right now what he does for the Ducks now. So I'm just kind of so so. I, I think for me and probably for a lot of people uh, listening out there is that, like you said, he helped the Ducks uh, win the Stanley Cup. You know, but he didn't play as many games with the team. Yeah, he's been there doing the coaching thing kind of, you know, uh, in the background and whatnot. I think the biggest issue is Jay Shagir, Eddie. I think that's oh, kind of yeah. the concern. I, I, I think that's a lot of people were talking about it. I know when all this announcement was first made and they were saying, well, you know, Jaguar is it was the backbone in net, which is absolutely true. So I, I think – What's difficult is I would like JS up there, and I think part of the problem is is Niedermeyer not so much being up there, but maybe being up there before Jaguar. I think that's kind of the concern. I think it's 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 tough, you know. You got one that that was the captain of the team, and the other that was in the net. So you're kind of you're you're looking at both those. But I see, you know, I don't know why the Ducks didn't do it, but if they would have done Jaguar this year too, I think maybe we would have been talking about this. Yeah. Um- that kind of, I was stumbled on that too. Like, 
he should have been up there 110. And honestly, one day Jagir's number will hang up there, and he deserves it. If anyone wants to change my mind, feel free to comment and message me. Uh, you're not going to change my mind because Jagir was our, our, our pretty much our top goalie and helped us get that Stanley Cup too. My only thought is maybe it's not his time, and he wasn't. He personally wasn't ready for that. I don't know if the Ducks reached out to him and they tried to get that or if they went with Niedermeyer. Or, I have no idea, but it just kind of shocks me that Niedermeyer is going to be hung up there before Jagir because, you know, it should be, you know, Timu, Korea, Jagir, and then Niedermeyer. I mean, that would be great right there. But, yeah, it, it, it kind of puzzles me. And, you know, I, I don't know if we're ever going to get that question answered. But, you know, hopefully we do. Like, you know, what's going on with that? And hopefully the not you know this season obviously but hopefully next season you know it, it happens because i really think he's gonna be up there yeah i mean that's what we're gonna have to look forward to is maybe next season is when it happens so that's my take on it i'm happy that uh niedermeyer's uh going up there obviously i would like jaguar up there it's not gonna happen this season but hopefully next season and of course this coming weekend you got the you know the big one coming up with uh korea like we said uh subscribe on patreon.com slash ducks and pucks even if you do uh just one dollar uh that'll get you a chance to win those tickets and we're giving away all kinds of other stuff too we have um some hockey sticks we'll be giving away on there uh if you sign up for a certain amount you get a t-shirt or a foul towel or and or a foul towel so there's other things that'll be on there too if, if you're um you know so inclined you got some spare change laying in the couch somewhere or something like that um, we'll, we'll be sending you some goodies. And, and by the way, too, this applies to international people too. So we had Jesper from, uh, Denmark that, uh, donated and we sent him some stuff as well. So if you donate, this isn't just for, uh, us residents. We know most of our fans are here, but if you live in Canada or you live in Europe, uh, we've got some listeners that are in Australia as well. Um, if you sign up on there and donate, we will we will mail you stuff as well. You do not have to pay for shipping. We'll send it to you uh, as long as you sign up on Patreon.com. You can go on there and look at the different levels and whatnot. Uh, like we did earlier, we gave out some shout-outs to some of the people that donated. The last show, certain people donated certain amounts, so they picked some of the topics on the show. So if that's something else you're uh, looking to, you want to take over part of the show, uh, also, if you have a business or you know someone that has a business and they want to advertise on our show, uh, they're more than welcome to do that as well. So, uh, like we said, we'll be back every week uh, around Thursday or Friday, depending on the way the schedule goes. We'll talk about the games that happen, the moves and whatnot. We'll answer your fan questions. Um, Eddie and I will talk trash on each other, or at least uh, maybe we'll make up you know, some other kind of bet where we can laugh at each other too as well. So, we're in it for the long haul, and uh, let's go Ducks.